Hello, good morning ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back again to another another podcast. Like we say, this this is an entrepreneurship podcast that is that is focused more on how to do business in in Africa, in Gambia, in all all African countries. Uh whether you are living in the diaspora <clears throat> or whether you are in the continent on the continent uh, the goal of the entrepreneurship podcast is to is to help each other have more knowledge on businesses on on uh, some of the things that we need to do right to to be successful business men and women in africa and then the second goal is to encourage more young people to go into entrepreneurship and as a result create more young millionaires on the continent yeah so today's topic is 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 very interesting because the last topic the last podcast that we did uh the last episode episode three we talked about some of the reason reasons why we think uh, most most businesses fail in Africa or in the Gambia. So today, uh, we are still on failures of business. Why business fails? So today's topic will be uh, seven reasons or seven warning signs your business is failing and how to turn it around. So today's topic is a uh, seven warning signs that should tell you that your business is, is is failing your business is if you don't put a stop to it or if you don't turn things around uh, your business will fail so what are some of those seven seven warning signs that is that is what we want to deliberate more on today um <clears throat> i don't know how to because i have i have requests from uh, some of our listeners who want want me since we are talking about entrepreneurship and then our audience most of them are in Africa or maybe have uh, the focus is on Africa why not we speak in local languages sometimes too, so that we can get to the people on the ground but uh, that is something we are considering right now and then hopefully hopefully we will, we will also try to maybe if not all the time but sometimes to be blending some local languages that we are really, really, really fluent in to create a better understanding yeah that is that is also something that we want to look at um so before i start uh someone asked me uh that you that i always talk about opportunities in gambia especially and the person wants to know uh the opportunities there and i'm out of all the opportunities why did i choose uh to be or why do i choose to to do to do to do painting business uh, to to sell paints or to focus my business on painting and why did I choose paints from America so I wanna I wanna <clears throat> I wanna clarify that a little bit before I I go into the topic proper yeah uh, like I said on other platforms and like I said on on this podcast before the very first episode. Uh, like the episode was history of box paint. Why did we start box paint? So, as a business person or 
as, a, as somebody who lives in diaspora, I said it before, like before 2016, it was hard for diasporans to, to invest in the Gambia because of the political environment. It was not conducive at all. So because of that, so many people, even though they have dreams, they have ambitions, they have ideas, they could not start. But I said after the, after the change of government in 2016, December, I went, uh, I went into Gambia, I went to Gambia for, to, to see what is happening there. So I went to Gambia in April of 2017. And like I always tell entrepreneurs, when you are traveling to Gambia or to Africa or to, or to anywhere in the world, there are two set of eyes that you, you should travel, travel with. <clears throat> you can travel with a vacation eye, but you should also remember to travel with an eye for fact-finding, an eye that is out there to look for opportunities. So the mistake that most of us make, especially those of us who are in the diaspora, is that whenever we travel to Gambia, we travel with that vacation eye, with the holiday eye. So if you travel with the holiday eye, the vacation eye, it means you are blinded to some of the opportunities that are out there. And like I said, there are a lot of them. But you have to have that opportunity eye, the eye that looks for problems, the eye that looks for opportunities and try to solve. So like I said, most of us travel with vacation eyes. So when you travel with vacation eyes, it means you don't see no opportunities. All what you see is to enjoy your vacation, see the family, uh, go visit places that you miss, go eat food that you miss, go, you know, do sit with your your boys you chat about things that you miss you know do stuff that you miss go to the beach side enjoy go clubbing and stuff that is a vacation eye but if you travel with an opportunity an eye that you want to see something that an eye that will avail some opportunities to you in the country those kind of travels always end up with with you coming up with some brilliant 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 ideas and then if you are fortunate enough or if you work so hard, those ideas can turn into great, 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 great businesses. So yeah, <clears throat> so when I travel in, when I travel to Gambia in 2017 of April, I went with two eyes this time. I went with a vacation eye because I miss my people a little bit like four years after I left Gambia. And I also went uh, solely, solely, not solely, but I went... Uh, also with another eye, that's the eye to see what is happening in the country, check the environment, the ecosystem, the entrepreneurship ecosystem, and see the problems that I think we I can solve. So that is why when I arrived in the country, the first thing that hit me was uh, the people in the diaspora, even though they are not starting businesses, but they are building houses. They are building very good houses, very good structures everywhere across the country. Because I went to the village, I went all the way to 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 which is in Bolongkono. So I, when I, along my way, when I was going, I saw a lot of buildings. So it means diaspora were And whenever you ask, they will say, so I'm sorry, it's in the diaspora. So <clears throat> you see that diaspora was building houses everywhere, not only within the Congo, but also uh, up country. So, but the sad thing that I, that I realized is that the structures were very, very good structures. Uh, but like like I always say, paint. You know, painting is like. Let's 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 take it back a little. Painting is like, is the thing that brings out the, the 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 quality, not the quality itself, but it brings out the appearance, and the beauty of the of the structure. It's like, 
wearing wearing a shirt if you wear a nice shirt if you take shower everything and you don't wear a shirt it means you are naked right so if you don't paint the house it's like the house is naked so the the kind of clothes that you put on is what's going to determine how you how you're going to look your appearance so the kind of paint that you put on your house is is what is going to determine how your house is going to look like so it's very key it's very important you cannot go out without proper clothes or without nice clothes sometimes the, the painting the house too is the same you cannot build a house without putting on a nice painting if you don't do that the beauty of the house will never come out so my focus was on that the buildings were there the structures were good but the paintings were not very good why because most of the paints are low quality paint you could see them peeling off or uh, whenever the paints are dirty you know when the paints are dirty you cannot uh, clean them off so as a result you have to be repainting every every year or every other year and at that time at that juncture i was already building a house so i was already almost finishing the house so my focus was on painting a lot so the paint that i saw in this in the country i did not i did not like those kind of paints i don't know maybe because I'm, i live in the west for four years at that time and then, or because maybe i i have eye for quality so when we when I studied the paint system, paint the painting industry, I realized that most of the paints that those people are using over there is uh they're inferior, uh, inferior in quality, and because of that the prices are very low, so most people can afford it, and that's what they use. But what they don't realize is because it it lacks quality, it doesn't last long. So what the what that does is that you it it you keep painting, you keep repainting every year every year after every rainy season you have to paint so that was a problem and another problem when it comes to that is that uh, we realize that most of the people who build houses in Uganda are living in the diaspora are living either in America or in, in Europe somewhere outside the country and they know quality they know what what, what kind of paints they have in, in those countries so we saw a gap in the market the gap is that People who live in America and people who live in Europe, the paint market, the, 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 the paints that are in the system at that time, we are not meeting their, their, their satisfaction. No. So what they do is they just go with the flow. Since they, there is no other alternative, they go with the low quality paint. So we see a gap. So the gap is why not we fill this gap? Why not we supply high quality paint so that we can cater we can cater for that those people those people who live in the diaspora and they want high quality paint so that's that's what 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 provoke our thought that we thought about it we think about it we say yeah i think it is something that is doable then we studied the market we saw that there are very few people who are selling high quality american paint that are washable that are durable that are high quality that are healthy paint like eco-friendly paints that have very good coverage they are not there. Very few people have, you could you maybe here and there are corner shops. There is not a major supply, a big supplier of American paint in the system. So which means the customers who are in America, who want high quality paint and Europe, they are not having that satisfaction. So that means there's a problem. There's a gap in the market. So that's where Bax Paint came in to fill the gap. Then now what we're doing is we are supplying we are supplying the paint that people in America are used to, and the people in America have on their on their buildings in their houses in America. That's the paint they know. That is the paint 
that is high quality many times it is dirty you can wash it especially if you have kids they tend to sometimes write on the walls you can wash it clean you don't have to paint and paint and repaint every year uh it's a very healthy paint you know and all of that is 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 is, is high quality so that that's that's the problem that we saw and then we solved the problem we saw we saw the gap and then we came in and filled the gap so as a result right now we are the biggest suppliers of american paint and then it's good that people sometimes people even call us from europe from finland from norway from england and asking us uh, do you have this these qualities in your paint well this is what i have on my walls here and this is the kind of paint i want in my for on my house in the gambia and then we, we tell them yeah your problem is solved you don't need to think about it anymore because we have we have exactly what you need and as a result we have filled the gap now there is no there is no problem of of uh, of, of high quality paint or paint that i've been using west because whatever paint that we, we we sell in the gambia as back spin are the exact the same paint that people in america use so like I always say, they they have good standards. They they always want the best for the peop for their people. We as Backspin also want the best for our people down there. And then the people, most of our customers who are living in abroad, they are they have that kind of standard. They are used to that kind of standard. So we take that standard and take it back to them, to the Gambia, so they can use it in their homes, and their and their and their and their shops, and offices in the Gambia. So that, that was a brief history of why we went into painting and then alhamdulillah <coughs> things are going well we fill the gap uh, there is still more room for improvement there is still uh, more things to, to, to be done so without wasting more, 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 more time let's go straight into uh, seven warning signs that shows that your business is failing and what you can do to turn it around so you will not fail so you see running a business may not necessarily mean you are successful at it of course everyone everyone wants to succeed but no one wants a bad start no one wants a bad start however few businesses pack up without sending warning signals to the owner meaning that very many source these warnings before going out of business. Yeah, there, are, there are very many people, very many warning signs that your business try to show you that there is a problem, there is a problem. So if you don't put your mind to it, or if you don't look very carefully, you don't see those warning signs. So by the time you know, your business your business is better up, is, is out, you are, you are completely out of business. So this is why today's, today's episode is very important, because we are going to tell you what are some of those warning signs that whenever you see them whenever you see those signs you should know that there's something wrong and then you should do something about it quickly before you go on <clears throat> yeah so here are the seven distress signs that your business may be failing and how to turn it around number one number one is uh having no competitive advantage if you see that your business have no competitive advantage for, for any business to succeed, it must have a viable edge that makes it different from the competition. For your business to succeed. Competition means that whatever you are doing, whatever you're selling is what the other people do are selling. So but what this competitive advantage is telling you that what 
makes yours unique from them. There must be something that is in your product or services that the, your competition don't have. That is what is called competitive advantage. So if you see that your business have no competitive advantage, whatever you have, all the things that you do, all the services that you provide, is exactly the same services that people who were there for like 10, 20, 30 years were doing. So you have nothing different to offer. That means you have no competitive advantage. And that means your business, your business could be, could be, it's a sign that your business is not doing well and there is something you need to be done, something needs to be done about it. So this competitive advantage is the differences that set you apart from the entire stock. There are a lot of people doing it. What makes you different? If your company is, in, is, is not offering anything unique, anything, you know, anything that is unique to only you, your business will definitely not stand the test of time. If you see that there is nothing else that you do that is that sets you apart from what your competition is doing, now it means it means you you cannot be in the business for long. So that, there has to be an, a competitive advantage. Yeah, if the competition is doing this thing, let's say with what what, what people call status quo, if competition is only selling, they are not doing anything extra. You as an innovative entrepreneur should think about ideas that you should that you can do that the competition is not thinking of. That, that way, when you do that, that can set you apart, and then it can it can help you stay in the business for a very 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 long time. So if you don't have a competitive advantage, what are what are what are some of the things that you should do to make sure that you turn that situation around? So we said you might want to get back to your drawing board by taking a second look. At your business plan to help you figure out what you will offer that will be that will benefit your customers and differentiate you from your competition yeah so if you see there, there is no competitive advantage that you have whatever you are doing is what the competitors are doing go back to your go back to go back to the drawing board look at the study the market very well and come up with a unique a unique stuff that is only unique to you that's your competition is not even thinking about you do that like we like i said when we started backspin there are people who are selling paints in the in the industry already they've been selling paint for years and years even before we were born they've been selling paints so when we came into the market it was it is competitive we all know but what we did to us what we use as our competitive advantage uh, 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 number one we say the quality that we produce at that time was not found in the country that's a competitive advantage Number two, we were doing free delivery services for our customers. If you are living in the combos and you buy from us, we have a special van that was, that we that we were fueling. Because we saw that when customers come came to the shop to buy to buy pins, sometimes they come with their own vehicle or they, they bring a taxi or something. So it's always a struggle for them. So we brought a van, a delivery van that we charge for free, and then we deliver we deliver our products to the customers. So those were some of the issues and then we went further and then we created a, a painting team because most people they come to you and buy paint they only buy and then after buying paint they go look for a painter or sometimes they even want to paint it themselves which is it doesn't always have a good outcome so we provided we trained these boys we provided a very very disciplined and very technical boys who were doing the painting professionally for our customers 
So these three set us apart. It makes it that gave us a competitive advantage. Our quality gave us the advantage. The fact that we deliver for our customers for free of charge gave us another advantage. And then we went further and created a very professional team who made sure that your 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 projects are painted to the best of their ability and then you always the customers always love their job. So you have to have something that makes you different. Okay? So this will endear, it will endear you to a new and uh, your existing customer base and will keep you, keep them locked to your project. They will always come to you, they will always come to you because of what you are bringing to the table. Yeah, so let's be careful of that, ladies and gentlemen. If you see that you have no competitive advantage, there is something that you need to do, to do that is going back to the drawing board and think about uh, something unique that is only unique to you. And then the competition is doing, not doing that. So when you do that, you can stay in the business for long. So the second warning sign that your business is going under is that uh, dealing with cash flow challenges. Dealing with cash flow. So when you struggle to pay your bills on time, or when you struggle to pay your staff, when you struggle to pay rent, light bills, uh even taxes and stuff that means that your your that's a warning sign that your business is, is is not doing well it's going it's going to fail yeah because without the staff there is no if, if you cannot pay your staff you know what happens it makes the staff demoralized so uh if you are lucky if you are lucky your most loyal staff can stick around and see what is happening but if you are not lucky most of the staff they will not they will not even work with you they'll just leave because at the end of the day they also have bills to take care of so if you see that your business is struggling to pay bills, you open a business, the business is running, and then when it comes, when it is time for you to pay bills, for you to pay staff salary, for you to pay light bills and rent, you got to, you sometimes have to pull it from your own pocket or you have to go struggle for money to be to take care of those things. That that's a sign that your business is is failing. You know, <clears throat> your business is failing. So if you see yourself engage in aggressive marketing and promotion to keep your business afloat there might be need to re-strategize yeah, if you see that you have to go all out every time doing promotions doing promotion if you don't do promotions it means you don't make sales like if you don't tell people oh this is this is if you buy one i'll give you one for free if you buy two then you have one for free if you see a business doing that that is a sign that that business is failing you can do it from time to time, maybe once in a year. But if, if, if you are doing it constantly, constant promotion, that means there's something wrong with the business. That's a warning sign. Yeah. So keep in mind that one of the most important things to get right in business is trying to manage your cash flow properly. If you manage your cash flow properly, you do proper record keepings, your cash flow is proper, you take care of your bills on time, you pay your staff on time. Because one thing about entrepreneurship is that most of the time, you are the last person to be paid. The business owner is always the last person to be paid. You know why? You have to pay the landlord. You have to pay the rent. Those are the first people. You have to pay the government because you, pay, you have to pay tax. You have to pay your employees because you have to pay their, their monthly salaries or their weekly wages or stuff like that. And you have to pay your, your, your light bills in order for, you, for the business to keep running. You have to pay maybe telephone bills if, if necessary. So those are those are you have to take care of all of them before you even think about paying yourself so so that's why sometimes as a business owner you can go for like a couple of years five years without not even getting a paycheck from the business so the how to manage your cash flow is very important so persistency in def, in deficit 
over long periods can lead to serious issues such as uh, business business failure yeah if you are always in deficit if you are always struggling to pay bills struggling to pay rent or rent is due your landlord is on you you are not paying or your staff salary is the third yet you know you've not paid your staff this is the tenth of the, the next month and the staff salary for the last month was not paid light bills was cut off or taxes area council taxes they come to your store you cannot pay taxes you are running away from them struggling here and there if you see that that's a run that's a sign that your business is going under so what that means that you are dealing with cash flow challenges you are always in deficit so how do you turn this around so turning this around what you need to do in order to turn your cash flow around is that never invest heavily into something you are not sure will work soon don't invest in any business heavily you can invest you know that's why they say start small business always starts small that's always never despise small brain don't come all the way oh I'm, i have a lot of money to invest bam you start a big business start small invest wisely invest small and study the market study the trend study the customers where you see their habits uh, how they buy is your business seasonal do you do more in the rainy season and less during the dry season or do you do more in the dry season less during the rainy season you have to study all of that and when you study all of that then you start small because when you start big what that does to you is you have you have a lot of inventory you you have a lot of product in the shop but they are not, they are going at a very slow pace so when you do that you have you have cash flow problem and then when that happens it means the goods are there in the shop this the inventory is correct it's is piled up and it's not moving fast but your staff and your bills they got to be paid so before investing all your money into stock invest small study the market make sales try to pay your salary and then other bills and then gradually gradually you build on that you start investing more but don't just put all your money in heavily into the into the stock and then when the stock are not sold then there's a then there's a cash flow problem so in short buying the inventory that you need for now is the way to go whatever you need your market needs 1000 let's say in the paint your market needs 1000 1000 buckets of paint don't buy 3000 buckets and put it there because eventually they only buy 1000 for that in that short period so always buy always take an inventory that your market needs in the short run so that you can you can be able to take care of other things and then you will not have any cash flow problem so the third reason the third, let's, let me let me go a little bit faster so the third <coughs> sign warning sign is that increase in customer complaints a substantial upswing in customer complaints concerning your product or services especially for lack of satisfaction is an early warning sign of potential problems for your business. If your customers keep complaining, "Oh, you did this for me the other time. I took it home. You said it was going to do this. It did not happen. This is like what you promised them. They did not see that, and they come back complaining to you. That shows that your business will fail very soon. If your customers always complain about your product or about the way you give, the way you deliver your services, that means your business will go under very soon if you don't take care of it. So don't don't ignore customer complaints when customers come you say oh you talk too much please don't be stop my product is good it's like you are defending the product you that is that is not a good sign if you any con- complaint that come from a customer you have to listen very carefully but those are they are the people who are they are the reason why you open the shop they are the, they, they, it's because of them that you want to, it's their problem that you want to solve 
So if the product that you are giving them is not solving their problem, of course they will complain. And when they are complaining, you got to listen to them. When you do that, you will, your business will stay around. But if you ignore their complaint, especially when it comes to the satisfaction that they are looking for, if they don't get that, that's a warning sign that your business will soon go on. So what do you do to turn that around? As an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, you must find out why customers are dissatisfied and devise means to make the needed changes in the process of, his, of, of, of your business before it's, it grows under. Always, always, always look out for the reason why this particular customer is dissatisfied. Is the customer dissatisfied with your product or is the customer dissatisfied with your, with your, with your delivery or maybe your services? You have to look why. Why are they dissatisfied? And when you know the reason why, then you can improve. If it, is, if it is the quality of the product and it's not satisfying them, what you need to do is to talk to your supplier. Hey, you are supplying me a product that is not satisfying, that is not meeting the needs of my customer. So why not you improve your supplier or I'll change my supplier? That's what, those are some of the things you do. If it is your service delivery, maybe your customer service, your staff are not treating your customers well, then you organize training for your staff, talk to your staff, organize training for them, and then make sure that the customers, uh, what they are doing is not repeated. And so the customers will be satisfied and you're going to keep them and you're going to turn the business around. So <clears throat> the fourth warning sign is compromise feedback. Silence isn't is in golden. Silence. When it, refer, when, it, when it refers to feedback challenges in business, if your customers aren't leaving the reviews, if they are not leaving, leaving reviews for you, taking or engaging you in any, in any way possible, then there is already trouble. They are not communicating with you because they are likely, likely talking to your, com your competitors. So if a customer's review come, that's why it's good to open review channels. Like if you have Facebook, social media, you, that's, that's always this customer feedback that you should look out for. What, do, what, what is the review? Is the review positive or is it negative? Or what is the review? Or is it that people are quiet on my customer? If you put something out there, the customers are quiet, they are not saying anything. That is not good because the chances are that if, you, if they are not talking to you if they are not complaining to you they are not giving you positive review or negative review, no review at all that means that they are already talking to your, your, your competitors so you might you might lose them very soon even the loyal ones are going that's a sign that they are leaving you and your business is going under so always try to engage your customers always try to talk to them know what their needs is know whether what you are doing for, for them is satisfying them know what their problems are with the product or with the services, with everything that has to do with the business. If they are giving you feedback, whether positive or negative, is better than silence. If they are silence on you, they are already talking to your competitors, so you are going under. So what do you do to turn this around? So try to pay more attention to your feedback channels and understand why your customers are getting back to you about your service and product. Channel your thoughts to building a proper avenue where you can view view the opinions of your customers so like i said social media is helping us a lot right now as business people because when you put your product out there people put their reviews oh i used this product it was bad it was this the reviews are you have to always look at the reviews not only customer complaint but look at the reviews reviews tell you a lot about your business standard if there is no review but nobody's saying anything about everybody's silence quiet in your product or your services that's a warning sign that things are not going. So always, always try to pay more attention to your feedback channels and understand why your customers are giving back to you. 
about your product or your service. That's very important. So the fifth reason is decreasing sales. Having decline in sales and a low patronage is one of the first clear signs that your business might be going under. When there is a drastic drop in your sales that is lower than your forecast, or when the sales are lower than the previous year, you might have a problem. So if you see that this year's sales, 2019 sales are, are better than 2020 sales, provided everything is constant. Like let's say if you, if you want to put 2019 sales and maybe 2020 sales because of the COVID-19, you could understand the reason why. But if the drop in sales is as a result of uh, customers not buying, it means that, or maybe you compare your January of 2018 sales is better than your January of 2019, it means that there's a problem. Or maybe if your focus is that maybe this month our sale of sales focus is one thousand and you only sold five hundred, that is that is also a warning sign. So these are some of the issues you look into. You look at very carefully as a, as an as a, as a business owner or as an entrepreneur. Always, always, always pay attention to your sales. If your sales is declining continuously, constantly, month after month, year after year, that is a sign that your business is going under. So, because sales are the lifeblood of all businesses. If you don't do sales, you are not in business. A sales drop could lead to the death of, of, of any business, especially, especially if, it has, if it has been struggling in a recent time. If your business has been struggling to make sales, always declining, the sales going down, people are not coming to buy, sales declining, whatever you focus, your, your actual sales is always under the focus. Under the, the, the focus, that means there is a problem. Customers are running away, they are probably going to your competition. So for company, for any company or for any business to succeed, you must have to make sales. If you don't do sales, then you better close your doors. So what does what what can you do to change that, that trend? What can you do to change it around? The way out of this is by going through your processes and finding out what could be going wrong. Did you just introduce a new product that is not doing well? Or are your new strategies not as effective as you plan them? Whatever the issues are, you must quickly find the means to turn the tide for good before your entrepreneurship boat will go off, before you collapse. Please always look out for what, what new product did I bring in that the market is not responding very well to? Or does it have to do with the quality of my product or the customer service? Look into the problem. Yeah. So that's why I say proper record keeping is good. If, if you keep a proper record, you'll find out that uh, you you'll find out that you always have your focus ready. You always know when the business is doing well or when the business is not doing well. So it's very important. It's very, very key to always have your 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 records correct from year after year so that if there's anything wrong with the business your records will tell you. So go over and see why you are not making sales. Is it the product or is it the services delivery or is it the customer services or is it that we introduce new product that the customers are not responding very well to? If you look at those those ideas, some of those, then you will be able to save your business. So the sixth, the sixth one is loss of important clientele. For small businesses that rely on a number of key customers for the larger part of its income, this is a grave sign that could lead to the business's demise. 
So if you are a business whose patronage or whose clientele is very few, but it is depending on maybe one big customer, one big customer, you have to make sure that you don't lose that customer. Because if, 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 for, if for example, 80% or 50% of your sales is, is coming from one customer, if you lose that customer, then that's a sign that you are going under. You will go down too, because that is your, that's, that person is your biggest, or that company is your biggest customers. And when you lose them, most of the time, your business goes under. So you always try, well, you always try, Identify the reasons for the loss. Like if, if your big customer, your major customer who patronizes you more than anybody leaves you, that is not a good sign. So what do, you, what do you need to do? Identify the reasons for the loss of the patronage from a major customer. You know, and then just talk to them. No, what? Why are you leaving us? You know, we've been doing business with you for long. And then you are our biggest customer. Why, why are you leaving now? What's the problem? Can we know so we can know how to meet your, you know, your demands or how to meet... How to satisfy you even better and all you have to know you have to talk to them don't open a business and fold your arms and think customers will come to you that is that is that is holding this it's no longer happening so you have to be more proactive you have to be more proactive and then know what your customers need and what they want before you lose them because if you lose them to the competition and they go sometimes it's very hard for you to get them back yeah so always try to know what they are because always engage them Always, 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 always be on top of them. Be a step ahead of them so that you can be able to satisfy them. All right. So the last and the very, <coughs> but not the least, is uh, when your projections are far off the mark. When you're forecasting, you're budgeting, or even you're monitoring your bank history are good. You know, when you focus. Or when you budget, you budget something big like, oh, this year 2020, we our sales we want we are focusing that we have to we want to do 10 million dollars in sales, and you see that at the end of the year you only made four million dollars in sales. That is a, that is off the mark. That is far too off the mark. That means uh, your focus is 10 million and your actual sales is four million. That shows that your business is failing. So when you are doing proper budgeting. Or you are looking at your bank bank histories. Everything that you do need to do as a reality check for you to know to realize that this business is not doing well. Is look at your forecast. Because as a proper businessman, you have to know your forecast. When you close your year, the following year you have to have your forecast. What is what are you what what are your budget what strategies are you going to use, or what what sales are you what amount of sales you are focusing for that particular year? If you focus like I said, ten million, and your actual sales at the end of the year came to four million. That is way off the mark. But if you focus like 10 million and you got 9 million, that is good. Or even 8.5 million, that is good. That's what you said you are you're still doing. You just need to fix few things. But if it is far off the mark, 10 million focus and 4 million sales, that is that is not a good sign. That shows you that the business is falling. So what are you going to do about that so that that, that does not happen? Uh, it might be a good time. When that happens, it might be a good time to have a spreadsheet with your accountant. Get your accountant in. Say, okay, let's do the spreadsheet. Well, this is what we we focus for 2018. We focused like 10 million sales, and we ended up getting only 4 million. So we have to we have to know what we are doing. The finance, the accounting uh, accountant will come and then can advise you uh, professionally about what to do, and also uh, uh, try to put your your projections in a way that they'll be more realistic. They'll be more 
uh, you can realize them easily or you can realize them let them not be too far off the map or maybe over ambitious and stuff like that so yeah these are some of the areas and i hope i hope it will, it's, it's gonna go a long way to help so many entrepreneurs like i always say entrepreneurship is good let's go into entrepreneurship let's create ideas let's let's finance the ideas and let's solve problems and let's develop the gambia uh on that note i would like to thank all of you here for listening to us today too and then until we come your way next time maybe the next episode please take care of yourself and then stay blessed thank you this is your host bakari sanyan uh the ceo of backspin thank you until i see you again bye bye